welcome everyone to our 4 p.m. service. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are prepared. I know it looks a little bit different today, obviously. It is online, but it means that you guys can be watching it from the comfort of your own home or wherever you're watching it from. I hope you guys had a great service so far. I know the worship has been amazing. You know, we've got Joanne, one of the students, even, you know, helping us host, basically, which Honestly, hats off to her. She's doing a wonderful job, and I want to see more students getting into that. So, this is the time of the message, and I am going to be speaking on today. This is part three. So, last week I did part two. This is part three of Thinking With Your Mouth, and the title for today is Speaking What Your Heart Is Feeling. I, I, I love that so much. I want to say it again. The title is Speaking What Your Heart Is Feeling. Now, for anyone that is, loves writing notes, today's going to be perfect. Get your notepads out, get your notebooks out. It is prepared. It is all for that. So I hope you guys are prepared for today. So I want to start off with the word heart. This is what I'm focusing on today. This is the title. And as it says, speaking what your heart is feeling, heart is the main object, the main thing to look at today. So what does the world say about your heart? I want to look at what the world's view is first. So the world's view of your heart, I went to a few definitions, and the world looks at it as the center of the total personality, especially with reference to intuition, feeling, or emotion. Another source said the center of emotion, especially as contrasted to the head as the center of intellect. So the heart is seen as the object that controls how we feel. All of our emotions, where it comes from, is the heart. You guys would agree? Yeah? That is a big point. The heart is where we have so many feelings and what controls from here to here to here. Perfect. So then, this is how the world views it. What I want to do now is look at how does God view the heart? How does God view all of this? So I want us to turn to Jeremiah 17, verse 9 with me. Now, I'm reading from the ESV, English Standard Version. Now, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Well, I think that just straight in there. The world, you know, looks at it from, you know, the point of all emotional feelings or love, all of that. And straight up, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Now, I want to look at Luke 6 verse 45. And this is reading from the ASV. It says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. This is a key verse. This is the key segment that I want us to grasp on today. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The world says all your emotions and thoughts come from your heart. You know, don't worry. What you say is fine. It's your heart, you know. It's funny how some of us go around saying the things we shouldn't. And then we say, oh, you know, God knows my heart. God, God knows where I'm at. And I think, I think that's crazy. You know, I'm sure I've done it before and I'm sure many of you guys have done it. But we get into the habit of being like, oh, you know, it's, it's fine, don't worry. You know, God knows my heart. I'm, I may have said this, but God still knows my heart. 
But what God is saying is your heart is the most deceitful thing in your body. And from the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. God won't excuse what we say because we say he knows what's in our heart. We're over here being like, oh, I speak my mind, you know, I do all this, I do all that. I, I, I can speak like this, I can speak like that. But guess what? It's a problem. Because if the from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if we're speaking problems, if we're speaking things that aren't true, if we're speaking slander, spite, envy, then where is our heart? Where is our heart in that? If our mouth speaks what our heart's feeling, and if we're speaking negativity into the world, then where is our heart in that position? I want us to look in Romans 10, verse 10. I want you guys to follow along with me. Romans 10, verse 10. Again, I'm going to be reading from the ESV. A lot of it tonight will probably be from the ESV. So don't worry, keep that in mind. So it says, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. I want, I want to read that again for you guys. It says, for, the heart, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Here we see that the heart and mouth are one. What we believe and receive, we then confess it. These two are in a relationship, in a joint confession. Does that make sense? So it says, with the heart, is, and that person is justified. It speaks with the heart. And then it doesn't then go on to say, then with the mouth. No, it says, the middle, the middle part wants to go, and the mouth. So here it's, it's being God is saying, you know, with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth. So two and two, they go together. The heart is connected to the mouth. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So would you guys agree those two go in hand in hand? Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, I need you guys to understand, you can't change your confession. You can't change how you speak until you change your meditation. Oh, I like that. I like that. I hope you guys are listening. Understand. You can't change your confession until you change your meditation. If your heart and mouth are one, as we just saw in Romans 10 verse 10, if your heart and mouth are one, what are you feeding it? What are you meditating on and bringing into your heart for then your mouth to receive and confess and speak? If you're someone that is speaking the wrong attitude, someone that has envy, anger, hate, spite, jealousy in their hearts and you're speaking that, where are you feeding your heart from? Where is that coming from? And if you want that to change, feed it with what is true, with God's word, with God's truth. Feed your heart so then your mouth is speaking what you want it to. Let's look in Psalms 19 verse 14. I'm bringing out all the verses because I want to show you guys where it is within the word and how much it is within the word that God's like, Look, it's your heart. It is your heart. So that's why tonight, you know, you may have pastors you know, and they have all these cool stories and all that. And yeah, I'm young. I might have a few stories. 
But for me, the word is the truth, and I come with that. That is where I get my basis from. That's where we should all get it from, is the word. So come with me to Psalms 19, verse 14. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So here it's saying, let both my heart and my mouth come into alignment under you, your word, O God. That is, that is what it's trying to get across to us. Pleasing to you. I think, I think what I'm trying to get and what I want you guys to see again, and I keep reiterating this tonight, and I hope you guys are getting it because this is where I need you to understand the concept. You can't separate the mouth and the heart. You can't be like, okay, if I'm speaking this, if what's coming out of here isn't good, then maybe I'll fix up, change it. No, that's not how it works. It's here that, need, that the Holy Spirit needs to move, that you need to feed and let Him be the surgeon in your heart and create that goodness for it to flow out of there. It says that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, Again, we see in Scripture where those two come together. There's an and, my mouth and meditation of my heart. Two and two. Pick up on that. They're both together. If you need to write a note out of everything tonight, keep writing down, be like, the mouth, the heart, they are one. Yep, you guys are following me? I hope you are. That is good. So, if my heart is not right, then what's coming out of my mouth will not be right too. Does that make sense? So, if my heart isn't right with God, if it is broken, maybe there's pieces from the past, maybe there's sin, past sins that I have, I'm stuck with and I haven't given to God, all of this inside of me, and then I'm speaking from that, nothing good is going to come from that because it's not being fed by the Holy Spirit. It's not from God. If my heart is not right, then what's coming out of my mouth will not be right either because one works with the other. And we can't, I need you guys to understand this, we can't change what we confess until we change what is impressed. Woo! I think that's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm getting these tonight because... I was, I was getting this prepared and I remember getting these out and I felt just the Holy Spirit just speaking to me and I remember writing these phrases. I was like, oh, there is some fire in here. Understand it. We can't change what we confess, what comes out of our mouth. We can't change that until we change what is impressed, what is put into us. We can't change this until we change this. You guys are following along? That makes sense? Perfect, perfect. What is being impressed into your heart? Your thoughts? What are you feeding? Again, I come back to it. What are the influences in your life? What are influencing your heart and your thoughts? What is coming in? What is being fed into you from the world? Maybe shouldn't be coming out. 
What is it maybe that you're watching on the news or TV or maybe you're seeing something and it's coming in and then you go out during your week into your work life, into your home life and it all of a sudden is coming out. And then you wonder, what, what is going on? Why isn't things, you know, working the way they should be? Or why do I not feel right? It's because the influences out in our lives are the influencing, influencing that we should be having. And so it's creating a negativity in us to then come out of us. We can't be letting the negativity within the world be changing our heart and think our thought life will flourish. Do you guys get that? So we can't be scooping up all this online, all this on social media, all this on TV. We can't be getting that all in, going out into our life, doing what we're going to do within our work, within everyday life, and be thinking our thought life and what's coming out of us is going to be great, because it won't be. Why? Because it isn't what should be coming out. Because from the abundance of the heart, come on everyone with me, the mouth speaks. Unhealthy hearts lead to what? What do they lead to? An unhealthy mouth. So if you have an unhealthy heart, you have an unhealthy mouth. They, those two just come together, like I've been reiterating all tonight. It can't just be, oh, my heart, my heart may not be good, but I'll try and speak and try and fix it. No, because it's going to fall back onto what your heart is speaking. Let's turn to Proverbs 30, verse 32. I'm coming with some more scripture, guys. I hope you guys are ready. So Proverbs 30, verse 32. If you have been foolish, exalting yourself, or if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. Let me read that again. If you have been foolish, exalting yourself, or if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. There are some of us that need to be listening to this scripture right here tonight. I know I should have probably in the past a few times, but listen to it. So what's, what is it saying? It's saying, if there is evil, arrogance, pride, deceit, envy, any of these things wrong in your heart, in your thoughts... It, what, what's it saying to do? It's saying to get your hand, cover your mouth. Cover it. Why? It shows us that when there is evil in our hearts, if there is thoughts, if there are things that we shouldn't be speaking, if that's in our hearts, anger, spite, you know, towards one another, spouses, if there is that in our hearts, then what's going to happen next? It's going to flow to our mouth. So you're saying when there is, when you've been foolish, exalting yourself, have been, de been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. Why? God is saying that when there are bad things in our hearts, when there is things that shouldn't be in our hearts, evil, the next place that it goes to is our mouth. Oh, this is good. This is good because I need you guys to understand the next place that it flows from your heart is your mouth. So when it says speaking what your heart is feeling, if your heart is feeling not what it should be, if it's feeling evil, if it's feeling things, thoughts that need to be captured and we don't, 
Where does it flow to next? Our mouth. So here, it is showing us, if it comes to that, put your hand over your mouth. There are some people that shouldn't speak. There are some people that when it comes to it, when there are things in their heart that shouldn't be said, put it over your mouth and walk away. Get out of that situation. Don't say, don't be provoked to say. Yeah? Because from the heart, it comes then to the mouth. It is a domino effect. The domino of your heart will lead to the domino of your mouth. God is saying to some of us tonight, put your hand over your mouth because what's coming out shouldn't be. Woo! Oh, this is good. Understand, what is coming out of your mouth sometimes shouldn't be. We need to understand that. Don't have foolishness come out of your mouth. Put your hand over your mouth. Meditate on what is righteous. Meditate on what is righteous. Leads me into what I want to bring next. Proverbs 15, verse 28. Yeah, Proverbs 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. So here, here, what do we see? What do you see? Guys, we've got the chat. What do, you, what do you guys see? Write it in there. It says, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. So in the verse before, if 30.32 says, If you have been foolish, exalting yourself, have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. Yeah? And then it says in Proverbs 15.28, earlier, it says, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. So the righteous man, hand over his mouth, instead of spilling out things that he shouldn't be saying from his heart, instead of doing that, what's, what's, what's it saying he's doing? The righteous ponders how to answer. Hand over mouth, thinking before he speaks. What is in his heart? Maybe he shouldn't be saying that. So what does he do? He stops, he waits hand over his mouth, he thinks about what his heart is speaking and from there either takes thoughts captive that shouldn't be said or speaks what should be said out loud. Does that make sense? And what then does it say about the wicked man? He just pours out evil things. No control, no hold, no thought, just let what's in his heart straight out. Now, don't get me wrong. I have done this many a times, guys. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have too. I'm sure some of us here, if I was watching this at home, I'd be saying, oh, uh, that's not me. And deep down, I'm thinking, oh, he's speaking straight to me. Holy Spirit is moving. Because a lot of us have been caught up in that. When there are times when we should have thought about, instead of, being like, okay, you know, I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. We should have thought about it. Hand over our mouth and then be like, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to say anything or I'm going to say this instead. But here it says, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. There is no restraint over the wicked man. It just pours and flows out of him. And then where would it lead him? Where do you guys think it would lead him? I'm sure he would be finding himself in a road 
down a road, down a path that he probably wouldn't have wanted to be on. Why is that? Because he shouldn't have opened his mouth. There are some of us here finding ourselves in situations, and I know I talked about it last week. There are sometimes we have opened our mouth in a situation when we shouldn't have, and then we're like, oh, the enemy's attacking me, the enemy's doing this, oh, I'm feeling this, I'm facing this. Oh, I'm going in a, I'm basically in a boxing match with the devil. That's what it feels like. I'm going five rounds with the devil. And what we don't realize is that we put ourselves there. What we don't realize is that we're actually going five rounds with ourselves because we open this when what we should have been doing is this, covering our mouth and not speaking, pondering our thoughts. So here it talks about the wicked man and his wicked mouth, which would then make sense to say his tongue is wicked, right? You know, you have a mouth, everyone has a mouth, yeah? You all, you all can agree with me, everyone has a mouth? Perfect. And then within that mouth is a tongue? Yep. Amazing, anatomy, we are killing these guys. So then they come in, sweet. So then what I want to say is then let's look in James. Let's look in James 3. Verse 8 to 12. James 3, verse 8 to 12. And it says, But no human being can tame the tongue. Woof! Tell you what, has any, any one of you guys ever, anyone ever come to you and been like, oh, I've got a word from you, you know it's in James. I tell you what, I've had people come up to me in the past and say that, and every time I felt it, you know, I feel personally attacked. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want your word. You keep it to yourself. I know what James is about, the conviction in James. The Holy Spirit will do that with me. I don't need you. I've had people come up to me and they're like, oh yeah, great word here. I felt the Lord say, it is in James. I'm like, Phew. James is not the book I want you prophesying over my life. Yeah, have any of you guys of you had that before? Because I tell you what, James is a book that is, there is so much in there and it is speaks so much to every single one of doing life. And I think, wow, if only we listened and read more of what is in this, the lives we would live would be so much different. But that is the point of what we're doing. That is what we are called to do. Yeah? Sweet. So let's, let's carry on. James 3, 8 to 12. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a relentless evil full of deadly poison, full of deadly poison. What do you guys think when you think of poison? You know, we think of poison, deadly poison, you think to kill, you know, weeds or weeding or anything, you know, that you don't want around anymore. You go to the extreme, you're like, you know what, get me some poison. You know, you got some mice or rats in your house, Pfft, get me some poison, they need to be gone. I tell you what, in Australia, any of you guys have, have not been there, you get poisoned by the bucket loads, keep it in your shed because I tell you what, there is about 50 million creatures within your house that could kill you in your sleep without a doubt. They could. So at any minute, you need to be ready. Need to be ready on guard. So here, it says, it is relentless evil full of deadly poison. So the tongue speaks death, can speak death. That is what it's saying. It can speak to kill. Let's carry on. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who were made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. 
my brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Wow. <laughs> Just a pause there. I think that is crazy. So basically this whole section, even right back from verse 2, I started at 8, but even right back to verse 2 talks about the tongue, how it's vile, that no man can tame it, it's out of control, it is all about the tongue. You know, there are some of us that come into a church on a Sunday and we praise the Lord during praise and worship and we're singing and we're giving our praises and then we hop into the car on the way home and curse our spouse. I think some of us needed to hear that tonight. There are some of us that with our tongue praise Jesus on the weekend and during the weekday are negative to our co-workers. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? The tongue can be evil. It is such a dangerous thing. The tongue can speak life or death. The tongue can speak life or death. So from 8 to 12, it talks about the evil of the tongue. But I want, us, I want us to read in verse then 14. So we've read James 3, 8 to 12. Now jump to 14. James 3, 14 says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast or be false to the truth. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. God has highlighted so much about from verse 2 to basically 13, it is about the tongue. But then he jumps onto 14. I want us to understand this. He jumps from 14. So all those verses, he talks about the tongue and then right to verse 14, he goes, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. So it's basically saying that if any evil within your heart, do not open your mouth and speak. What is that pointing us to? What, is, what does that show us, guys? It shows us that from the heart, the mouth speaks. God showed so much within these verses from 2 to 13, but then he jumps in, he says, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast, do not speak, do not open your mouth. Why? Because it's from the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart is the root, it's the seed, that's the real issue. If you can rewire the heart, then your tongue won't get caught up in confessing something it shouldn't be. Does that make sense? If you guys can uproot the wrong things in your heart, if you can get your heart straight with God, I need you guys to see, and I know God wants you guys to see, the heart tonight. It is about the heart. The heart is the start. Woo! Rhymes. The poet didn't even know it. Guys, the heart is the start. You know, I, I remember when I was younger, I remember I was younger and I worked with my dad and we would work around basically the house and would help up doing so many things. 
with my dad, basically. I helped him with other people's houses. I helped him work from a young age. I remember I used to be his cement mixer. Yeah, I used to basically mix the cement, cement or mortar, and that goes in between bricks, sticks and bricks together, and that makes basically how you build a house. The cement is the in-between. And I remember one time I hadn't mixed it for a long time. I came back and I started mixing it again. I'm putting in the sand, I'm putting in the water, and I'm mixing it. And I'm like, why isn't this mixture going back to like stickiness and hard? I, I don't understand. I've done it so many times before, and yet I'm doing it now, and I don't understand. I forgot to put in the lime. You put lime and you put special chemicals within this to make it cement. Otherwise, it's just sand and water. But I totally forgot. But if we aren't, but if I didn't put that in, if I hadn't done that and I just kept adding water and sand, hoping it to change and it didn't, well, then that's my own problem. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to get from this is that some of us try and change our words, the tones of our voices, fix it, try and mix up how we speak. But if the source isn't right, if we aren't putting in like I did the lime, if we aren't fixing the start, if, we aren't, if our hearts aren't right, then what's coming out of our mouth will never be right. It's the same with the ingredients when I was fixing cement. If it's not starting right from the beginning with the lime, if I'm not starting there, I won't get cement. If you guys aren't starting with the heart and fixing the heart first, then the outcomes will always be wrong. We need to understand that if we get our hearts right and our thoughts come to submission of God, then our mouths will follow suit. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is abounding in your heart? And is it things that should be spoken out? Or should we be more like the righteous man, holding our hand over our mouths, thinking before we speak? Don't let, listen to me as I'm coming to a close, don't let your tongue become the very thing that praises God and then also curses your neighbor. Your heart is a root. Bring it into alignment with God's truth and your mouth will follow suit. I hope you guys found it encouraging tonight. I hope you guys understand. I'm going to pray over tonight and then I'm going to hand it back over to Joanne to close us out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for creating in us a heart, Lord. You've given us everything inside of us. And I pray that with that, we're able to speak truth. With that, we're able to feed into our hearts. We're able to feed into us your truth, your word, daily, Lord on a daily basis so that when it comes to the times that maybe we shouldn't be saying things, shouldn't be speaking out, we can stop, we can put our hands over our mouth, we can think and then speak your truth. Help us to bring our thoughts into alignment with you. Help us to bring our mouth into alignment with you, Jesus. Our hearts into alignment so that when we speak, our mouth will follow suit, Lord. I thank you, I praise you for what you are doing in our lives. And I lift up everyone on this broadcast, everyone watching, and I thank you. In your name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Well, I'll see you guys later. Back to you, Joanne.